and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Sarah and Eric. Welcome back. First, Why did I say your name first again? I don't know. I didn't... I wasn't aware that you were trying not to. <laughs> I just... Like, it's fine, but I feel like I should say my name first because I'm me. Okay. I've said this before, but it makes it seem like I'm Sarah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what were you going to say? Our first... First episode we're filming since we moved into our new place, so... If you're watching on YouTube, then you already know. But if you're not, then you can. If you, <laughs> by going to youtube.com slash what is life dude podcast. Mm. Yes, what is life dude podcast. Um, we're a little maybe frazzled. I don't know. We just, I we had a, a, a Zoom Passover Seder with my family um, on Saturday. And they asked about the podcast. And my stepmother, Claudia, was like, oh, you haven't released a podcast in like a month. And I'm like, what do you mean? We haven't missed a week. She was like, uh, but we watch on YouTube. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Which reminded me there are people who just don't use Spotify or mm-hmm. any music streaming platforms for that matter. Or any podcast streaming. Right. You know, like my parents don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. They listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we started putting it on YouTube, they started listening mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll so. keep doing it. We're back, back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. We're going handheld mic today because, uh, you know, it's just easier. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. Right. So is there anything you want to talk about before? Life update? Yeah. I feel like things are mostly the same. Everything, every episode has been a life update, last basically. Last week, yeah. Yeah. Um, making music, writing songs. Working out again, which feels really oh, good. Yeah. yeah, we... Okay, so we tested out a gym, and we hated it. Mm-hmm. It was just very rough. Sure. You know, it was like a, a garage gym. Right. For what we would have been paying, you'd, you would expect more, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the environment wasn't wasn't what I was looking for. Um, so we tried at another gym, and it's like the most beautiful gym we've ever been in, and it's mm-hmm. huge, and everyone's really nice. And it's really affordable. It like almost yeah. feels like there's a catch. Like right. It's too affordable. Right. I was pretty shocked that it was so affordable. But yeah, it's. I'm very glad to have another place to go that's not our house. Mm-hmm. Since, you know, back in San Diego, we were kind of getting out of the house by going on long walks at the park. And it's cold here. So it's nice to have another place to go. It's nice to be working out again. We haven't been strength training in months and months and months. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first workout back last week, I realized that I'm basically starting from square one in terms of strength, like rewind to twenty end of 2016 when I first started weightlifting. That's the condition I find myself in right now. More flexible, probably better cardiac health, respiratory health, but um, very, very weak. And so it's been interesting. You know, I... Maybe I just wasn't thinking about it that much, but I'm like, I'm definitely weaker. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's so not a priority. Like I was just excited to go back and lift something and right. I'm definitely weaker, but I, I don't know. It hasn't, I haven't really been thinking about it like that. Mm. Um, but it's nice to go to a gym where we feel comfortable. Um, it's like I said, it's very big. It's very like, well spaced. Everything, everything's well spaced apart. Um, and it's not too crowded there aren't too many people so as this pandemic thing keeps on going 
um, it just feels nice to be in a place where you feel kind of safe. Yeah, you I know? agree. And they're enforcing masks and they're taking your temperature when you enter. So, yeah. How do you hold this mic? You hold it every basically, oh, you usually have it on yeah. a stand, mm-hmm. but I've never done this. And I find myself like, I'm holding it like a gun right now. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's kind of the update. We've been rehearsing music every single Constantly. day still. We're like, yeah, let's just do an hour today. Right. And then we play for like two, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. It, it's really nice. I feel like I've just been talking about doing music for years and years and years, never actually making it a priority and finally holding us both accountable now. And it's crazy. Once you start to actually put in the time regularly, you get better so quickly. Like I, I don't know. I was taking lessons, voice lessons for a while there, just once a week. And I wasn't practicing consistently, but in between lessons and so I'd feel like I learned a lot technically, but I wasn't seeing the the effects of it. And now just singing every single day, pretty much, I feel so much more in control of my voice again. Well, it's funny because I, I make music as my job, mm. but not in the same way that you and I make music, right? So a lot of what I do is, I mean, even if I'm playing real live guitar or bass or something i'm not rehearsing anything right i kind of write it as i record it and then send it off to the client right so with us i haven't played guitar for an hour plus every single day maybe ever i don't know if i've ever done that um but i actually feel my hands like i actually have calluses now Mm -hmm. check out that ring finger it's as some as someone who like (laughs) is a guitarist musician yeah and i've i've always said yeah i'm in a band i mean when you're in a band with people that you don't live with you practice once a week but you and i were like well we're always it's every day bro it's every day bro (laughs) with the disney Disney channel Channel flow Flow. (laughs) shout out jake paul if you're listening i know you're not um yeah it's just weird i'm after the first two days i was like holy shit my fingers hurt so badly why is this happening i'm a professional musician Mm -hmm. i'm like wait i never play this i never play this much at a time right i just think it's so important to find the things that when you do them you feel like yourself Mm -hmm. and do them and get better at them and it it drastically improves your Mm self-esteem do you know what i mean and it's like I feel so often we're always trying to be like other people. Mm. We're trying to be good at the things other people say we should be good at or that we think we should be good at. And maybe sometimes we force ourselves to get there and we're like, great, I don't actually feel like a better person. I don't feel more like me. Like I remember learning all of these. I like I dove deep. My shoulder just popped. Um, I dove deep into like photo editing, video editing, learning a bunch about like camera stuff over the past few years. And I was like, great, like now I have all these skills that I feel like I need to be implementing on YouTube. But really, I just care about making food and presenting it in kind of an aesthetic way. But like now switching my focus and letting myself just pour more and more time into things I actually identify with is really a game changer yeah it just it feels nice to kind of i think i mentioned this last week but the way we're approaching what cover songs we want to start out with 
is just by picking artists we really like and then going through their most popular or our favorite songs and just playing a little bit of it. And sometimes, you know, like most of them, you're like, eh, this is a little hard. It's a little weird. Oh, it's made for piano, not guitar. Mm -hmm. And then there's just that one song by the artist where you're like, oh, this works. And then Mm -hmm. we're just, we write it down. And it's just, it's been so satisfying. We were trying to find a Green Day song. And we were trying all these songs off their album, American Idiot. And we're like, oh, let's try Give Me Novocaine. Mm -hmm. And we start playing it and Sarah's singing. And I'm like, oh, this is, okay, is this a good key for you? She's like, yeah, it is. And then I keep playing and then... I start singing harmony and neither of us lose it, you know, like we keep going mm-hmm. and we keep going with the song and it sounds good. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, like a week ago, we wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But just by playing more and more, it's like, oh, we can just pick up songs now and kind of. Right. And also sound pretty good. getting more comfortable with messing up in front of you, I think is, has been important for me to just like go for it instead of saying like, oh, let me try and practice this song on my own first before we go through it. Just being okay with bringing whatever I have to our rehearsals, I guess we call them rehearsals. Wow, so official. But I guess the point where we're trying to work up to a point where we can both perform live when things are open again, but we're also considering finding a way to stream shows on Twitch or whatever. And it would be nice to get to the point where if people are like requesting songs, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never watched like a full Twitch stream of someone playing, but we've, we checked one out yeah. the other day and we were talking about this. Um, and I think it kind of just is just like, oh, someone's like, oh, play Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Mm-hmm. And like we, ki- we, like we look up the chords and the lyrics and we yeah. kind of sing it and we like, it's not great, but we can like kind of harmonize and. Yeah. Just to get to that point where we're like, oh, we can pick up a song we know but have never played and just like kind of kind of uh, right. fudge our way through it. Right. And it's like, oh, that was fun. That's like that uh, s- like singing songs around the campfire mm-hmm. superpower. Yeah. Like someone has a guitar and they can just play all of the songs people want to sing along to. That would be sweet. Though I would say that's my talent. Though the last time we were around <laughs> a campfire with our friends, uh, like last summer um they just kept asking me to play songs i didn't know yeah and i'm like no no, i know so many songs right ask me to play the ones i know but the real question is why don't you know hey there delilah i do (laughs) now you do (laughs) yeah after that experience you were ashamed into learning it i know um it is kind of like that the Mm -hmm. campfire thing yeah and just like at a campfire i i was thinking about like an open mic Right. right, like years ago when I first moved to Colorado, I played an open mic at a cafe and like a few friends from work came and someone yelled like, oh, play Stairway to Heaven. And it's like, it didn't matter that I didn't know nine minutes of Stairway to Heaven. It's the fact that I nailed the 30 seconds of it where everyone was like, yeah, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Just like, as long as you get like a little part, it's like people are fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I feel like in the past, I don't know, some people I feel like are very... I don't know what the word is, self-righteous, I guess. They really turn their noses up at learning popular covers. And I feel like I've been there before, but now I'm just so desperate to like make the music thing work. And I know that learning songs that are widely loved will make me a better musician, better singer, better songwriter. And, you know, there's just no, there's, there's nothing to lose, right? Yeah. And I mean, I know my dad's listening slash watching this. 
and he knows that I've always <laughs> been like very anti-cover. You know, when right. I was when I was 14 and I was going to play my first open mic at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to learn two hours of covers. He's like, but you have to. You ha- <laughs> you can't just play your nine original songs that are bad. He didn't say right. that, of course. But uh, <laughs> um, he's like, you know, you need to fill time. You need to play things that people will know. I'm like, no. But I think what I've been learning by doing this, pick an artist and then figure out which song you enjoy playing the most, mm-hmm. is that by doing songs that are popular... That doesn't mean you're like, oh, okay, well, I have to do, uh, what's the most popular song on the radio right now? We don't have to do Levitating by Dua Lipa. (laughs) Right. We can do, like, I don't know, Piano Man by Billy Joel, and people will still know it. It's Mm -hmm. like popular songs don't, they don't just have to be what's on the radio right now, which is what I always thought. Right. It's like, there are popular songs for many, many decades that people still love. Yeah. Timelessness Maybe even more so. Yeah, you know, I've won- I've thought about that, about how now it's like it's easier than ever to make music as an independent artist, right? Because technology is so good and so m- much more affordable, right? Like we have a home studio. And I feel like also people aren't always just releasing records anymore. They're releasing a lot of singles. They're really trying to just saturate, um, you know, streaming plat- platforms. And I wonder if it's like when we think back, to the music we were listening to when we were kids, like these are the songs that people love to hear played at live shows, like covered, mm-hmm. um, like people go nuts for them. And I wonder if the generation that's like the generation of music that's happening now, if it's going to be quite as clear which were the standout songs. It won't you know? be. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. Right. I mean, I, I just music just doesn't seem to be like mm-hmm. that anymore yeah it's like every song is a hit now <clears throat> for some amount of time i mean i don't even know if like uh blinding lights by the weekend is gonna i mean it's been on the charts for a year and a half mm-hmm. but i still have no idea if it's gonna 10 years from now if people are gonna be like doom, 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 right. doom, doom. but like when you think about his other song like can't feel my face i feel like that's one that people will mm-hmm. remember you know it's also hard because it gets so lumped in with your personal experience right. with the song where I'm like, well, I'll never forget Can't Feel My Face because that was popular one of the summers I worked at the summer camp and we did this talent show and every kid like mm-hmm. danced or did karate to that song. Right. And all the counselors were like, that song's about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. I'm eager to see what happens. I'm trying not to fall into the negative like the this negative thinking which is like music as it used to be like it's it's dead and it makes me sad i'm trying to be like okay great there's more opportunities to find an audience that isn't into your sound you know and i feel like now don't quote me on this unless (laughs) i will unless (laughs) i turn out being extremely accurate and correct then put me in the history books but i feel like rock is making a comeback. I, it, I think it is. It I really is. think it is. Right? I feel yeah. like we're starting at the perfect time. Right. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It's making a comeback in your life, too. You know what I mean? It definitely is. I think both of us have been revisiting a lot of music that we grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been listening to Alanis Morissette again. And I was kind of inspired by you, because Eric was watching a video on YouTube, kind of like breaking down one of her hit singles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh... 
this is the music that I grew up on. Like, this is someone who has definitely influenced my songwriting and my sound and my sound preferences, I guess. And, like, I just, I don't, I want to, like, pay homage to those artists. I think that's another benefit to being open to doing cover music. Mm-hmm. Were you allowed to listen to Alanis as yeah. a kid? Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, I remember actually my dad and my sister and I went to Best Buy and we got my mom to... I think two, maybe just one. Definitely Jagged Little Pill. Mm. Um, I remember getting that for her for Christmas. And I remember that for a while when we, we would listen to it, like on the way to school or whatever, anytime she cussed, my mom would just really quickly reach over to the volume knob and turn it down. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I, kids don't really know what is being sung about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my I, remember, I have a vivid memory of my dad doing that with the Offspring song, Bad Habit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like this very short section in that song. He's talking about like road rage mm-hmm. and he's like, you stupid. And then he literally just, he, he says like eight insults that are all curse <laughs> words. And I remember my dad just being like, you stupid God, mother shit. <laughs> well, like, hold on, I messed that one up. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like every other word was a, was a bad word. And he would be like, I'm turning it down. Yeah. So funny. Right. Just like, don't play the song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we, so, well, should we use that as a segue into uh, our topic uh, yes. about parents? 17 minutes into the conversation, we just, you know, just talking about music, just music things. Well, that's all we care about these days. It's like all we talk about and it's all we do together. Right. Right? Kind of. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely taken, it's taken over as the... Uh, the main thing we're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. right right okay parents oh you're you're handing it off to me i want to drink water real quick (laughs) um so this this actually this topic kind of came to my mind after the passover seder that eric mentioned earlier and i was thinking like oh it's so interesting your stepmom listens to our podcast and also, we had gone to, like, an in-person, like, family Seder with Eric's extended family. And um, a couple of your family members, were, like, mentioned one of my stories on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Eric's family looks at my stuff. Wait, who mentioned what? Um, what? Aunt Jo mentioned that the picture of you with pink hair. <laughs> oh. I, like, put a, a hair color changing filter on Eric. Mm-hmm. And, right. um... So Adam and Aunt Joe remarked on that. And I was like, oh, my God, Eric's family is consuming <laughs> my daily content, which is weird because it's like I want to be authentic. And also I want to be it's hard, you know, like you want to be different things to different people. Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. And especially yeah. for you, you want to be you want to be like this mental health mm-hmm. advocate. Yeah. And also this like musician and lyricist that writes about these things yeah but then it's also like yeah i mean i get it i get it because then you go to the family seder and you're like "Hmm, everyone knows i (laughs) talked about how depressed i am right it's just like yeah i don't know It, it it's weird that you can feel more comfortable putting that really sensitive information out to people who you don't really know yes right because yes it never goes it never goes beyond that 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, people might respond and say. But usually if people respond, it's because they have some sort of commonality with me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we're right there talking about it instead of, you know, it's it's like awkward to navigate conversations with people who don't really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. understand what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying that's true of like your family, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, everyone has a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I'm sure everyone listening knows what you mean as well. Right. Anyway, I was thinking about that, and then I was just thinking like, oh, it's cool also to have that level of support, right? Because we live far away from you know your most of your family in New York, so it's cool to know that they listen. And then I was thinking just about family in general and about parents, and I was thinking, okay, Eric, what would you say if you had to pick one kind of like lesson or truth or uh, energy that like for each of your parents that they really embody how would you narrow it down and i said i have no fucking idea (laughs) right um so i have three parents because everyone knows about my stepmom he has two Um, moms i have two moms and one dad and I actually shouldn't say that because my mom's going to text me immediately be like, I'm your only mother. <laughs> um, she does not sound like that. <laughs> um, so I have three parents to work with. You have two. Um, and these are the kinds of questions, you know, like when I say Sarah leads the podcast, <laughs> and you know, like Sarah leads the way. Um, this is kind of what I mean, because she's like, I'd say for my mom, this and for my dad, this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? How did you hold on? And it. It it took a lot of dis- like pre-podcast discussion for right. me to truly understand, and I still might struggle with it. Okay. Um, but what I want to say is, to all the parents of mine listening, I picked one thing for each of you, one quality, one trait for each of you. That does not mean, I'm looking at the camera now, <laughs> that does not mean that they, the other ones don't apply to other people. It's just the strongest with, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say here? <laughs> Okay. I do. Okay. So remember <laughs> that, family. Who do you want? How do you want to start Start this? You go first because you have more m- moss parents. <laughs> okay. Who do I start with? I guess I'll start uh, your with... Your favorite? My favorite. <laughs> Probably your favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'll start with my dad because I think it's the easiest one that I was able to come up with. Okay. So for my dad, I'm going to go with generosity. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Well, <laughs> how did we even get to this, right? Because I feel like y- you probably said it, and I said, that probably, that sounds right. <laughs> um, man, I struggle so much when I have to talk by myself. This isn't about you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my dad, generosity. It There are a lot of things and a lot of reasons this came to me. Mm-hmm. So let me just go by... I'll just start off by going with like real life examples. One of the things that came to mind um, was like supporting my dreams, supporting me as someone who wanted to be an artist, creative. Um, But I feel like it's just a little different than that, which is where I came up with generosity. So one the one example I was thinking of was when I was younger, I wanted new music gear all the time right because i wanted to learn how to play guitar and then i wanted an electric guitar and i wanted to start recording myself and my dad would always 
make me clean the pool do paint something do something in the house do yard work and then he would pay me an allowance for doing the work right he was always like yeah i mean i'll give you money but you're gonna have to do something for me this is a business transaction and i was like okay so what would end up happening is let's say i wanted something that was 200 bucks he would give me 20 bucks every time i did some task on a sunday right so then five weeks would go by and I'd say, I'm halfway there. And he's like, you know what? Because I support your journey on to, it, to being a musician and you already worked, I'm, I'll pay for the other half. And you can buy this cheap microphone or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, really? So half of this, I understand, is privilege mm-hmm. and having a family that can do that for me. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate that he taught it to me in a way where like look you don't just get stuff paid for you all the time Mm -hmm. and when you grow up you're gonna have to make money to buy stuff so i'm gonna support you but first i'm gonna make you work for it and then i'll swoop in at the end and say okay you worked for it now i'm gonna (laughs) be that supportive right you know and that was kind of the first thing and i was trying to figure out how to like qualify that in a trait Mm -hmm. you know I, i i didn't know what to what to call it um so generosity stuck out because well i don't know what kind of generosity do you see from my family well from my dad in when you're around our family because you you said it and i feel like you may have given <laughs> an example I say it? yes i feel i feel weird uh being a uh, opining on the topic. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, giving my opinion. Oh, oh, that makes sense. I think you should it? keep talking. <laughs> um, I don't really remember what else we were talking about. Other ways my dad is generous. He's just a very, he's a very nice, welcoming person. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, I'm trying to think of things of things that aren't like very personal examples. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to talk too much about our family dynamic. Right. You know, but when people come over, he'll mm-hmm. buy stuff <laughs> for them. He'll make you feel welcome. Yeah. Um, he's just a very giving and supportive person. Mm-hmm. So. Like doesn't keep score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like the pre-discussion goes much more easily than the recording on the podcast discussion. Sure. Because this is making a whole lot less sense to me than what we talked about when we were laying in bed the other day. So. Well, just just don't think so much about the other conversation. Just mm. say what's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we can, we can <laughs> circle back and you can talk about a parent. Okay. Right now? Sure. Yeah, I don't know what else to say at this moment. Okay. So. I'm sorry if you're uncomfortable. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable. I, I'm not uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just annoyed with myself because um, I feel like there are a lot of things happening in my brain mm-hmm. that I can't like grasp and turn on, turn into words. Right. You know, I'm like, my dad, I would define him as teaching me generosity. Mm-hmm. And you're like, explain. And I'm like, I don't know how. Right. And it's um, most frustrating me. Hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I had to describe your dad, I, I just, you get a lot of warmth when you're around him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just seems like a very non judgmental, 
like you said, kind person. I feel like he also has this quality where he's like kind of the glue, not like exclusively the glue of the family, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of his energy goes into being parental. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that because it's not like a given for all parents, I don't think, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't get the same thing from my mom, for example, or you wouldn't have from my dad if you knew him. Um, so I feel like he takes time to organize things so that you guys can find time to spend together. Yeah, he takes time to organize and plan and listen to all of us. Like, he has five kids now, Mm -hmm. right? Between me and my, my, me and my sister and our our stepsisters. And I feel like he's always, Mm -hmm. he's always there. Um, it's hard because... When I think of the word generous, mm-hmm. I tend to think of monetary things. And I'm right. trying not to qualify it like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it goes beyond I, buying everyone deli sandwiches at the Met ga- for the Met game. Like right. it is generous, but I'm like, well, it's not all about that. Yeah, no, I think it's like the energetic behind it, which mm-hmm. is that I will do what it takes to make you happy. You know what I mean? Right. Like as a friend, as a parent, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The comfort hospitality thing, which I feel like I kind of have. Um, well, I guess that's the point. So that's, I feel like I've kind of gotten that from him. Mm-hmm. Like when our, when my friends would sleep over, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I had an extra bed. Like I'm going to make the bed for you and I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to set the room up so it's the best it can be for our sleepover. Mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like yeah here's a pillow <laughs> you make your bed and like i would make it and be like you're gonna sleep there and you're gonna be so fucking comfortable also you would take a lot of pride in it that's like yeah, very I, eric i think and i still do except mm-hmm. i won't buy my friend snacks when it's my birthday party no you won't but i will <laughs> i think i think i'm gonna start doing that i think that's the thing i'm gonna start doing right yeah okay do you want to switch it over to you thank you for helping me through that Okay. My dad's going to be like, what the fuck, Eric? You couldn't think of anything nice to it say was about that, me? I, don't, I think it was like you were trying so hard to make the conversation, like replicate the conversation we already had. Which we never really, we never try to do that. That never happens to us. Yeah. Because we always talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And we always have a conversation prior. Yeah. And then we just have a different advanced version of it. So it's weird that this happened this time. Because it's, it's, um... It's a big task to choose just one one trait, right? The trait I'll assign my father is that he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a good dude. Yes. You know Corn Pop? He's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. My dad, he's a good dude. Yeah. Okay. So since you mentioned buying snacks at parties, we can talk about my mom, who I've mentioned before on the podcast, um, and I've mentioned how she's like, got all these Virgo placements. Virgo's this very practical, grounded uh, energy. And that's that's like what I get from my mom. And I feel like moving back in with her for a couple of months helped me to kind of get back in touch with what is great about her because I'm super emotional. I'm like the artsy person. And I, for a long time, I didn't feel like I could connect with her because of, because that wasn't, we didn't have that common ground, right? But just being back with her, 
after like a decade of living on my own and like seeing all the little ways that she shows love in a very practical earthy way i'm like oh like it's still there it's just different you know you mean like the morning we left san diego how she went through the kitchen and (laughs) uh wrapped up wrapped everything all the other random things we had to pack in Mm -hmm. like that packing paper stuff (laughs) without we didn't ask or anything she just woke up early and did it for us she like um took the we have like um we love these squeeze bottles you put oil in it and you can just squirt oil into your pan instead of unscrewing the glass jar every time so we have those she like took the lid off and wrapped it with plastic so it wouldn't like spill just did all of these little like details that basically i'm very it's weird because i feel like a very practical person sometimes and then sometimes i'm just like an airhead do you know what i mean (laughs) it's like i I never would have taken the effort to do all those little things but she did and it made us we still left really late because i underestimated how long all the final touches would take but it, it helped a lot and anytime i would visit you know, my, my family's not vegan, but my mom would always have like uh, tofuti cream cheese or soy milk or vegan butter, just little things she would pick up from the grocery store. Um, so I think, I think w- what I've learned, f- my favorite trait that my mom has that I also have is that kind of um, thinking about what you can do to make someone comfortable um when they come into your house especially i think i i'm introverted but i love hosting people like i love when we have friends over i'm kind of sad we live kind of far away from everyone now um because now probably we're gonna end up hosting like eric's birthday party if it's safe to do so at someone else's house but i always love like planning a menu and like having all these little behind the scenes um details covered should we pause for a second let's pause because if you're watching on youtube you can see we're getting a uh, low, low battery, battery blinking light all right let's take a quick break <laughs> okay okay we are back sorry for the interruption we are recharged <laughs> okay what was i saying talking about my mom you're talking about how she i mean very similarly to what i was saying about my dad like these practical yes i never thought about that like when you say that i'm like it's so different though Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to put into words like the energy that a person Mm -hmm. maybe that's why i was struggling so hard with my dad definitely i mean we paused for literally one one minute to change Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i really screwed that whole thing up yeah and i'm like thinking about why and i'm trying not to berate myself first of all um but i think that's a big part of it is it's hard to describe the energy you feel when you meet my dad or yeah. you walk into a room with my dad. Like you said, you get this like warmth, this, <laughs> you just feel this, this positive presence. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's why I couldn't explain it properly. Right. Thank you. Good point. Yeah. It's, diff- it's, it's weird because it's like what I'm describing when I'm talking about my mom is generosity, but I wouldn't use that word to as as like the word for her it's more just like um it's like this level it's it's like helpfulness Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean it's consideration um and it's like always going out of your way to try to 
do the things ahead of time that need to be done to make someone comfortable so that they don't have to ask for it. Like you, you never have to ask for anything. It's just there. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I feel like that's something that I've always tried to do. Um, I never, and it's, it like goes a little further than that too, because it's, I don't like this, like if we, if you go out to lunch with a friend, people will like Venmo each other. I don't, I will just be like, I'll pay, I'll pay for it. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's about, see now, now I'm having trouble. It's hard, right? Yeah. It's just this. Uh, now you, you talk about my mom cause you, we've, you've spent considerable amount of time with her. Well, I'm trying to think of examples. Um, yes, you do get this generous like vibe, but it is much different than what I was saying about my dad. Um, it's like behind the scenes it's mm -hmm. like if she hears you mention that you want something or that you're interested in something she'll read about it or she'll pick it up at the store like and it'll just be sitting in the fridge do you right right or a very specific example um sarah's mom really likes beer right <laughs> so when we lived there i would always buy i would always buy new beers and to try them and i'd be like mom because i would call her mom <laughs> like mom you got to try this with me and she'd be like no, no, I shouldn't drink beer. And I'd be like, <laughs> you're drinking this beer with me. And she'd be like, okay. Um, and she had this this set of like six beer glasses mm -hmm. that are each a different size and shape for different beers. Uh, I don't know the science behind it probably because there is none. And I would always like choose a different one every time we had a beer together. Mm -hmm. And then for Christmas, she gifted me a set of those glasses. Mm -hmm. You know, just just by me always using them she's like oh now when you guys move out you'll you have your own set yeah and i'm like oh mm -hmm. nice i didn't ever mention it i didn't say i wanted them it was just a great it was a great gift because she just it was that consideration thing right she's like huh he loves he loves those glasses yeah i'm gonna buy him a, a set mm -hmm. it's those things i have a random kind of story but I, I think I mentioned many, many episodes ago when we were living in San Diego, I started trying this uh, indoor composting uh, method called Bokashi, which is essentially you're kind of just pickling your compost. <laughs> you can pickle that. You have this brand that's been inoculated with, I think, like lacto. Lactobacillus? I don't know. I'm full of BS. Uh, <laughs> it, anyway, so we were doing that for the longest time. We had two five-gallon buckets full of bokashi. And then after letting it ferment for some time, you have to bury it. And then it will decompose in the earth. And I'm number one procrastinator in all of the land. So I didn't bury it in a timely fashion and then one day i'm like i walk downstairs to make coffee or whatever and i <laughs> my mom's outside with these bokashi buckets um digging a trench <laughs> in the garden beds yeah and she's like just watch out because like the lid is off of one of them the, the one that's been aging for like two or three months by now at this time and it reeks something went wrong <laughs> it, it sat it uh, fermented too long. Right. But she was basically, it, she, it wasn't that, it's like the motivation behind it is that we were moving. She wanted me to have the buckets available if I wanted to take them. 
So she was right. going to empty the buckets and clean them. It wasn't coming from a place of like, all right, lazy ass, I'll just do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like, oh, well. You're going to want This these, is going to make it much so... easier for you in two weeks. So right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. We ended yeah. up, um, don't worry, we helped her. I swooped in and I was like, oh my God, mom, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Um, it really did reek. I could smell the bokashi in my nose for the rest of the day, okay? It was invasive. She was really a trooper about it. Yeah. Since she um, didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, funnily, funnily, funny enough, we I couldn't fit the five-gallon buckets in my car, so I left them with her, and now she's growing tomatoes out of them. Wow. Yeah. Didn't she also like transfer some plants at some point when we were living there without us asking. <sighs> I feel like there's another example of her just doing something right. that we mentioned. But I feel like she knows when it's it's a task that you want to do yourself. Yeah. And she's like not going to step on your toes. <laughs> yeah. But it's like with the Bokashi, it's a great example because yeah. you just, we were just, we're not getting to it. Right. And she was like, okay, I'm just going to help out. Right. So I feel like there are more examples, but I think that Yeah. I think that's a good Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's just something that I like strive to embody, I think, and hope to grow into that more and more as I get older is just like trying to be trying to show love by doing things that are valuable to other people, right? See, this is the dyna- d- the dynamic I always talk about on the podcast with you mm-hmm. and I is that like I'm now I feel like I have something to say about my dad go for it and it it's because you were yeah it's like the back and forth thing when I get put in that Eric say something yeah you know I just I really struggle yeah I mean I feel bad because I don't know your parents nearly as well as you know mine having lived with Mm -hmm. my mom for five months you know yeah so I feel like I have less to offer do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah it's okay though it's I mean, that's that's the way it is. Um, But yeah, just you saying it's something you'd like to grow into more. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would also like to grow into what I was saying about my dad. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of, like, I don't want to be the guy that won't buy his friends snacks at a party. (laughs) You know, I mean, my dad would always, we would always have like backyard barbecues, right? Mm -hmm. And like the, he would, this is, this is going to sound so privileged, guys, I I'm totally aware of it. Um, like he'd heat the pool the night before. So it would be warm <laughs> when people jumped in, right? right? So it wouldn't be freezing cold. Right. And like the the cabana would be uh, stocked with <laughs> snacks and margarita mix. So like people could just show up and just enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. And like that's it. Nothing yeah. nothing else. You didn't have to do anything else. You had to like bring a towel. Right. Right. And I'm like, I want, I don't want my friends. Oh, who's bringing the dip and who's bringing the pretzels? Sarah it's like, is. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, it's going to cost 50 bucks to supply enough snacks for my friends at my party. Right. Like, I can, it's worth the 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think just in the past, I've never thought of it that deeply and been like, well, I don't know. Why, why? I don't need to spend 50 bucks. Everyone could right. buy one. It's like, no, I, I'm, I'm over that. Yeah. It is, it's worth it. Yeah. They're my friends. But I want see, them to feel good. That's what, that's like, that we got in like a little a small tiff about that when she that punched happened. Me. No, that didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's funny. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next parent. Mm-hmm. Okay, parent number three, my mother. 
Um, I feel like I'm going to say this before all of them, but this was also hard to kind of figure out. Narrow down. Narrow down. Yeah. Um, and ooh, that was my knee. We pop. <laughs> we're we're popping people. Um, I feel like we're kind of manic in this episode. Do you feel I'm that way? Often manic. When Are you lit in front of a camera? Do you think it's been exacerbated by the fact that we worked out right before? I was going to say that we haven't filmed the podcast in a long time. Maybe. Yeah. That en- that energy is coming back. Um, okay. With my mom, I kind of landed on the fact <clears throat> the fact that she's, I don't want to, free-spirited. That's the perfect word. It is. Like, you don't need to try to find a, yeah. So Sarah knows my mom um, way better because my mom has lived in Colorado for a few years now. So we've, we see her more than we see the rest of my family. Um, she's free-spirited. I wonder if she'll text me and disagree, <laughs> disagree with this wholeheartedly. Um, but she's always, she's always given me that kind of advice that's like, you should do what you feel. You should go with your gut. You should do what you think is right. Um, the most glaring example is when I... Sarah and I were talking about her moving to Colorado for the first time. And I told the rest of my family, I'm like, I think Sarah's going to move to Colorado and we're going to live together. <laughs> so now, and I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's like right or wrong to be either way. It's mm-hmm. just, and I definitely think part of the reason I picked this trait for my mom mm-hmm. is because of how different she approaches things from the other parents in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nice counterbalance to have someone that is always saying, well, if you feel like it's right, you should do it. Whereas my dad and my stepmom were like, uh, this girl who you've <laughs> you've been in person with her for like 11 days total, she's going to move in with you. <laughs> and they were like, and like, it's not that they weren't supportive. They just wanted to make sure it was going to be the right thing and we weren't going to move in. And then a week later, we we're going to break up, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, no, trust me, trust me. And they're like, but just think of it logically, which again is very, it's fair. My mom was like, if you love her and you think you're going to be happy, she should move in. And I was like, finally, thank you. Some authority figure in my life is telling me that what I feel is valid, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of, and like what I said at the beginning of the episode, it's not like everyone else in my family isn't supportive of me mm-hmm. in any way. It's just the fact that my mom is supportive in this very specific way. Mm-hmm. It's important to me. Right. Um, yeah. How do you, well, you've interacted with my mom a lot. <laughs> yeah. How, like, what does that make you Yeah, think? I agree. Yeah, I really can't think of a better word than free spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I think... You get that very like youthful. I feel like Gemini, strong Gemini, has this very youthful feeling to it, yeah. and I feel like she's very, she's very adaptable. Like every time we have hung out with her at like a public place, if we arrive after her, she's like chatting with someone. She's. Always chatting <laughs> with the bartender right. or someone else, like at the bar, because yeah. it's just that's just the way she is. Right, and I f- I feel though like people who, because what you're talking about is 
with the free spirit is like not being judgmental accepting that what's right for one person may not be right for the next person and i feel like people pick up on that energy and then people are more open to just talking to you and telling you what their story is yeah and it's funny because when you're like when you're family you have this um like this whole other view of mm-hmm. the of your family members mm-hmm. so we'll show up to a restaurant my mom's sitting at the bar like <laughs> yapping to some in my opinion some like sorry fella at the bar and i'll show up and i'm like oh mom are you talking this guy's ear off i'm like sorry and he's like sorry for what we're having a great conversation and i'm like oh yeah it comes off as like Weird. my mom's so chatty she just talks to everyone mm-hmm. but like people like it <laughs> right you know but you know you get this like defensive yeah family thing like oh like if my sister does anything i'm like god everyone's probably so annoyed by her and really it's only me because she's my sister right you know it's like those little things um so it is funny to to watch <laughs> that happen where people are like no she's not bothering me like we're having a nice conversation right um but yeah it's i i have a feeling this aspect of my mom comes from the fact that her life and childhood wasn't the easiest so she has this feeling of kind of like needing to trust yourself and mm-hmm. just do what you have to do right. um because no one else is gonna no one else is gonna help you mm-hmm. um so i that's i feel like that's where she kind of gets it and has passed in, in a very in very different context has right. passed it to me yeah where it's like do what you think is right because <laughs> you're all you got yeah you know another this is like kind of unrelated kind of related another trait i think both of you have is this ability to not make things awkward and by that i mean there aren't like awkward lulls in conversation with your mom like i'm really bad at small talk okay if I'm placed in a conversation with someone I don't know that well, or sometimes even someone I do kind of know well, like if you were to just leave me and like Robbie in a room together and let us talk, there would be like awkward lulls because I can't really carry a conversation all the way. Which is funny because those things are only awkward for (laughs) certain people. Yeah. You know, like I I think I've gotten to the point of just um, accepting how people are yeah that if i'm in a conversation with someone and there's an awkward lull Mm -hmm. i don't feel awkward anymore i just kind of sit there (laughs) and think to myself well sometimes this happens in conversations i'm sure it'll pick back up and it like does and i just hope the other person doesn't feel awkward i'm like i feel fine Mm -hmm. but i feel this tremendous burden to be the one to like ask the next good question or i don't know I'm, i'm weird no, I'm no, not I, weird. I it's common, weird. but it's, it's like common. the extent to which it makes me uncomfortable is extreme, and I haven't had that experience with your mom. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about your dad? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe this. Ep- it's already been fifty-one minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so the one th- this one came to me first. It my dad always makes me think of integrity which is a really important, it's an important value of mine that basically your actions match up with your beliefs. 
always, if possible, right? And I think it's interesting because we have very different beliefs and values, my dad and I. very He was very conservative. Um, both my parents were religious. They raised me as such. I was identified with conservative beliefs for a really long time because that's what kids do usually is just absorb their family's political beliefs, religious beliefs, etc. And so I've differentiated a lot from where I came from. But I think the underlying um, principle of living in accordance with your beliefs is still true for me. So it's just it's really interesting. Um, and I think that's why I'm always it's one it's like one of the reasons why I'm always trying to like find a deeper meaning like a deeper guiding principle um with everything I do and I think <laughs> I think what comes with that too is it's like um almost like an anxiety it's complicated right because it's like I love to be able to say like I think I did the right thing here but sometimes when taken to an extreme I guess or when you realize that you can't always do the perfect thing or sometimes the perfect thing isn't clear you start to feel like overwhelmed that you can't do better so that's like like I guess to make it really grounded like as a consumer Hmm. for example like we've talked previously about um how we stopped supporting amazon which i think was way overdue for me because for a long time i've really known that they're not the best for the environment or for their workers and i just i was like you know i'm doing enough here i'm vegan (laughs) um so i would just overlook it and sometimes like very rarely like people would kind of call me out on it and i would get really triggered and I think oftentimes when I'm triggered by things, I that's like kind of my cue to look a little deeper into it. Like, why does it bother you? Oh, it's because they're right. So, um, so I've changed a lot of my purchasing habits. And I remember my dad kind of talking about things like investing in companies that do good things, like that are supporting causes that you care about obviously very different for both of us but um I try to do that and I feel like since being a human a lot of being a human is buying things you have to buy food all the time clothes like your money is the most um like you spend money all the time and you vote like occasionally Mm -hmm. so it's like what you do with your money is your how do I, how do we want to, it's like you're, I know what you mean. You're, you're voting for the causes you care about mm-hmm. every day with how you spend your money. Yeah. Right. And like you said, you only vote once every, once a year. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah. And it, it, it shows where your support is. Yeah. Much more than really anything else. Right. You know? Yeah. I remember, so my dad worked in sales for much of the time that I, since I was born, he was in the restaurant business and then he switched to wine and spirit sales. And I think 
anytime sales like being a salesperson I think there's always the uh, potential to do some sleazy things and just to get ahead Um, and I remember him telling stories all the time about him making like a more difficult decision like just doing the right thing and not like caving into pressure from people who would have had him do otherwise and even if it meant that I don't like it's hard it's like sometimes in doing the right thing you forfeit opportunity right it's like I would never take a like if Amazon wanted to pay me fifty thousand dollars to do an ad for them I wouldn't do it so it it's not always fair the way the world works but you have to be able to like go to sleep with yourself basically and look at yourself in the mirror and I think that's what I learned from him and I apply it on a very day-to-day basis like with the food that I eat how I spend my money how I treat people um and how I spend my time right I'm always trying to just align with like be the embody the person that I want to be yeah yeah and recognize all the things that you're doing um that uh that seem like you're living mm-hmm. out of integrity yes right yes um yeah i like that you know i thought you were gonna say what the trait you and you uh got from your dad was your love of billy joel <laughs> <laughs> i think you got that from my dad actually <laughs> i think so yeah well it's i mean this is an interesting one because like i'll never meet your dad mm-hmm. um and i feel like we would have gotten along if we just never talked about <laughs> politics or anything. Right. And then I would be curious to see how he interacted with my dad, mm-hmm. who is also on the other side of the political spectrum. Right. Right. But he's also a salesman. Yeah. And I'm like, their conversations would have been very fascinating because mm-hmm. they have a lot in common, but also uh, a lot of things are different. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just really important, I think, to outline what your values are to actually say it out loud or to write it down because I mean even like the music example that I think we gave in the last episode which is like I want to be a musician and then you you look at the bird's eye view of your life and how you're spending your time and you're not doing any music so I feel like it's important to say this is what I want who I want to be and then to examine all of your actions and see if they match up Um, because I think that's the only way you can be happy and and get to where you want to go. Do you have any idea if your dad struggled a lot with like having, having to pass up opportunities in business to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To be Mm -hmm. no, sorry. Like sacrifice those opportunities for the sake of his integrity. I think I think so because I feel like I don't I'm obviously I'm not going to like list exa- examples here but I I do remember like a lot of stories about that and you know w- yeah yeah it just it just reminds me of you being like oh yeah I took the sponsorship job and it's hard because I'm like well you know I I use this product or something, mm-hmm. but it's not my favorite thing. Like, am I doing the right thing here? But I need yeah. to get paid so I can pay my bills. I think it's about just, honesty. About yeah. Just always being honest. I'm just wondering if there's any crossover between how you mm-hmm. both probably felt about 
right. these kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, I wish that I... It's interesting. I I feel like I've done a lot of growing in the time since he passed away. And it would be really interesting to exist at the same time and to ask all those questions. I think there's a lot of questions that I didn't ask or that it didn't occur to me that now I'm like, oh, I have to figure these things out on my own now. And yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the last parent? Sure. Okay. I want to make sure there's nothing else you want to say. Is there anything else I want to say? I don't know. If it, if it comes up. Okay. We oh. can always circle back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to read. I was trying to read you. Mm-hmm. Like, is she ready to move on? Is she not? Uh, okay. So mm, let me talk about my stepmom, Claudia. Uh, another hard one because I couldn't just have any easy parents, huh? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, another hard one because Claudia was a... There was a lot of contention between us when she first entered the family for obvious familial reasons um like i was a kid and my dad was dating someone that wasn't my mom Mm -hmm. obviously it's just a very weird situation um so over the years a lot has changed and i've learned a lot from claudia i think if i were to narrow it down to one trait that i learned from her it would be she's gonna love this Mm -hmm. respect (laughs) claudia is all about respect and what does that mean? It means a lot of things. The The one example, the first example I had when we were talking about this the other day was I always, I always used to do this thing to her where she would cook dinner every day for the whole family. And sometimes I wouldn't want to eat it because I wasn't in the mood <laughs> for the dish. Now, if I sound like a spoiled little shit, it's because I was. So... Obviously, I didn't understand that it didn't matter what I wanted because someone was paying for the food and cooking it for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you just eat. But the phrase I would always use, she'd be like, oh, you're not really like eating your food. Are you OK? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling it. I'm not feeling <laughs> feeling this dish. Wow. She still rags rags on me about saying that, mm-hmm. which she should, because that's <laughs> a very, very mean thing to say. Mm-hmm. um especially when you're like 13 14 i feel like you should know better by that point maybe not but i would always used to say i'm not feeling it and claudia was rightfully very disrespected by that mm-hmm. um and i just I, I just didn't really ever get it that all those little things i'm like what's your what's your deal with respect like what do you why do you care so much like i'm, I'm not really being disrespectful um but i think there are there are a lot of times where i was and i understand it now but another another way this comes up in our relationship is with my dad. She's very protective of my dad and his feelings, which is very mm-hmm. sweet now that I'm in a committed relationship, right? I'm like, oh, she really looks is always looking out for him and making sure that none of me or any of my sisters are <laughs> being disrespectful towards him even. Mm-hmm. Did I give an example the other night? Um, I can't remember now. But yeah, I just... I just get, I get this, we would always fight. And by that, I mean, I would always fight with her and I would just be kind of rude. And I mean, I, I like had it out for Claudia when I was younger because Mm -hmm. of the situation, which is not fair at all. But 
we've gotten past that now and i just <laughs> i just feel like all of our interactions and everything i've learned from her as my third parent just boils down to being a respectful person mm-hmm. and now i i just always try to even if i disagree with someone right. or if i'm trying to really get a point across like claudia is very what's the word she's very she's not strict but she's very like here's here's what i think mm-hmm. here's what i think you should do here's what yeah. i'm gonna do but she's not disrespectful right and it's like this weird this weird line of her really practicing what she preaches right where it's like sometimes there will be contention sometimes i'll be like claudia you're wrong i, I don't want to talk about it anymore whatever but you never feel like i mean it it's it's stupid to keep using the same word. We mm-hmm. never feel disrespected by her. And it's this very fascinating difference. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I don't... You... I, f- I feel like you haven't had that much experience with Claudia. No, I haven't. But does any of this oh, ring yeah. true? Well, what we were saying the other day is we get this very, like, protective, like... <laughs> I'm just going to say it like the mother lion Mm. kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, she has your best interest, even if you might disagree. um, You don't you don't question that. Yeah, you don't ever question her intent. Mm -hmm. Right. And this is what I was saying about my mom is that they're just like polar opposites when it comes to, hey, what should I do? Right. Right. So it's nice to have that balance between. I mean, really, <laughs> the balance between Claudia, my mom, and my dad, I feel like I get every aspect of a parent from <laughs> between the three, right? Sure. It's like three pieces of a pie. I just feel like everyone balances each other out so well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I turned out perfectly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I made the stupid joke about being perfect and I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was talking about the balance between Claudia and my mom. Uh, Claudia is this very, I'm going to tell you what I think you should do. I am protective of you. I want what's best for you. Whereas, like I said about my mom, she's like, you should trust yourself mm-hmm. and know what's best for you, right? Like, I can't, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I can help. But for the most part, if you think it's right, you should do it. Right. So it's a very interesting juxtaposition between everyone, and I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very <laughs> protective. Claudia yeah. is right. Mm-hmm. Like Over she would stick up for you if someone else were crossing a boundary. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, if someone like coughed on me in the store <laughs> during COVID, she'd you know track them yeah, down. I was like, I feel like there has to be some sort of story that's been shared of, of this happening, but I none come to mind. I mean, <laughs> Claudia's the um if my dad orders takeout and it gets there and there's like a dish missing, my dad's mm-hmm. like it's fine. You know, it, it's it's whatever. Like, you know, yeah. Claudia's like I'm calling the restaurant. See, that's the that's like the piece that I needed to be have modeled to me as a kid mm-hmm. because I will never stick up for myself but now you have me (laughs) sure and i will do that sure like i'm gonna go to best buy with a router that i should have returned two weeks ago and say hey i know when you bring in an old router and recycle it and then you buy a new one you get 15 dollars off 
Now, I bought a new router two weeks ago, <laughs> but I still want my $15. You know, I mean, it's not exactly the same right, thing. Right, okay. But yeah, Claudia is the, I'm going to go out and stick up for you. I'm going to make the phone call. I'm going to write that email and I'm going to, you're going to get what you deserve. You're going to get your fair share. Because if coming you, to you. Because if you don't, that's you being disrespected. Yeah. It like all circles back to the same thing is my point. Mm-hmm. So that's what I learned from all of my parents. Mm-hmm. I learned how to be generous. I learned free spiritedness. Go with your gut do what you think you should do be yourself Mm -hmm. and i learned how to be respectful right i was such a disrespectful little fuck when i was a kid Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and for you for me i was just i I learned some things too you know just go back and listen to the episode (laughs) if you're uh, unclear on those i tried to do a little roundup woody's roundup um yeah i mean is there anything else you want to talk about I think that was a pretty, I mean, we both feel strange right now. I feel like we're both just in like a weird mood. Sure. But this is just, this is just me. This is just this is all me, baby. <laughs> um, okay. Well, in that case, I don't think we're going to have some sort of well-wrapped up ending to the episode. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting that, oh, I guess not in, in terms of. I was just thinking about how these things develop new meaning as you age. Mm. When you come to realize, oh, my parent is human too. They make mistakes. They don't know everything. Some of the things that rubbed me the wrong way before, like now I understand where they're coming from. I understand how I can adapt them into my life too to be a better person. Well, let me ask you one last question then that just came to me. Yeah. So I was thinking about where my dad, my mom, and my Claudia all <laughs> got these traits. And I'm like, huh. Okay, episode on grandparents. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, my dad very clearly got these traits from my grandma and grandpa. My mom clearly got these traits from my other grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. And Claudia very clearly, <laughs> I, I never met Claudia's father. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away when Claudia was pretty young. Um, but I do know her mom, Balbe, and <laughs> she is very much like I can I can see where they all got got these yeah. traits I talked about. So do you see any of I mean, I don't know. Our relationships with grandparents are so different because mm-hmm. half of your grandparents live far away and you haven't had as much interaction with them. And the other half don't speak English that well. And there's always been like a barrier for you guys. Right. Right. So I don't know. It's harder for me because I know my mom pretty well and I I don't it's weird to say that I grew up around my mom's parents but I don't know them that well and I think a lot of it is the language barrier and I don't know I feel like I don't have the best memory of things that happened to me as a child either uh, which is interesting I'd like to know why <laughs> so it is hard for me to see the similarities between my mom and my Lola and also the similarities between my mom and my aunt, her sister. They're very, very, very different people. And I almost feel like they were like one person who got split in half and my mom got all of the like analytical, like it's so, it's so interesting to see 
how people different how people are different it's really interesting and then when you think about like my sister how we're each of us like has a subset of the traits from our parents and they're a different subset right like I think another thing I guess about my dad that is very important to me is a huge piece of my identity is like um being one who learns all the time and both my sister and I embody that in very different ways my sister is learning in this structured sense to work a job that is like it makes sense to people she's going she's trying to be a paralegal um and then I'm just like out here applying the same kind of discipline to weird new age shit (laughs) I'm just like yeah I'm actually rigorously studying astrology and I am and I'm reading like these crazy texts and it's just funny how I take this this um value that my dad always placed on honing your intellect and I put it in I'm like perverting everything that he stood for (laughs) but like it's funny yeah. I feel like astrology and conservatism <laughs> don't really go hand in hand. Who knows? But Who knows? Yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for watching. Hmm. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode where we both felt a little, shall we say, lit, maybe from the gym. I don't feel lit. It's just I me. feel normal. I'm, I'm just, I think I'm just projecting it onto you. You are. I'm like, you're being so weird, babe. You are. And really, it's just all me. Um, all right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. And for now, here is our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our Anchor supporters, Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Scotty Draper, Glenn Ames, Kevin Dooley, Jessica Chelgren, Marie Zimmerman, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Reem, Alexis Dooley, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Teresa Madara, Kelsey Pritchett, Ellis Adler, Anna Jureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton.